Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey, so guys, this is Johnny, and welcome to episode 38 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here today with Ben, how do you say your last name? Brandis? Brandis, yep. Yeah, from Australia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, no worries. We're back at Coffee Monster again, two weeks in a row. Last week, we had Mark Brenwall, uh, the cr- CrossFit jump rope making superstar. And Ben is actually the guy that gave Mark that idea. How'd that come about? Well, being in Chiang Mai, uh, Mark and I met up, actually it was, we met up in Coffee Monster from another friend who introduced us, and we found out we had a lot of similar interests, like we, so we've been mountain biking together, we've been rock climbing together, and you joined us the other night as well, um, and we kind of just became friends, got to know each other, started hanging out quite a bit, and we ended up just showing each other each other's business, and he was showing me what he was doing, I was showing him um, what I was doing. And it kind of came about that, well, I'm already selling e-commerce and Mark was actually thinking about doing that, but he wasn't sure whether he should um, just find a product and just sell it in an e-commerce store. Um, and what I told him was to really go out there and, and build your own brand because it's just, there's so many benefits to doing that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, I make all my money right now through dropshipping and I like, I'm glad I did it and I'm still doing it now, but my next step, my next big goal is I want to build my own brand, and that way I have a product that, you know, has a, a moat, something that's, that you could defend. Right, so that's something I really emphasized to Mark, because he, it was all new to him. I'd already been through the process, so I was confident that he could do well, especially, I mean, you guys spoke about it in the last podcast, that he's got, he's already got a following in uh, the CrossFit niche. So... I was saying, like, I recommend going into that. You already have the following, so you can do really well to kind of kickstart the brand. Um, a lot of people have to start from scratch, and you can do really well doing that. Um, but if you have an audience and you have um, a market that's actually interested in products that, that you can offer, then that's that's a great, great way to start. So. All right, so for anyone who didn't listen to the episode, you can pause this, go back, listen to episode 37. It's Mark, Mark Brenwall. And basically, we talk about how he changed his... CrossFit fan page, uh, Facebook fan page, into, well, I mean, I guess that's still up and running, but he's using that to monetize by creating his own uh, product. And in that case, it's a CrossFit jump rope. Uh, and what's really cool is it's fulfilled by Amazon, which means he can basically travel around. He's in Malaysia right now, yeah. t- uh, just for the weekend. I, I, do you even know why he's there? I think he's looking at some visa stuff. Okay. But I mean, from his Facebook, it just, it looks like he's just, you know, just traveling around looking at, you know, going hiking, looking at Buddhas. Yep. <laughs> and I know he's going to be back here on Sunday, just two days from now, because we're going to go paintballing. Yep. <laughs> so this is, you know, such a, a weird place that we live where this is possible. And actually, this is a little fun fact is I woke up this morning knowing it's the end of the week and I sh- I'm due for another episode. But I didn't want to interview. There's a couple of people I could have interviewed at um, at Punspace, but they're more like programmers, and even though they're making money online, they're technically traveling. It, there's nothing. It wasn't really that exciting to talk about. So all I did was I, I said, "Oh, I'm just gonna go to Coffee Monster and grab uh, grab grab an americano, and I'm sure I'm gonna bump into someone there, and I bumped into Ben." <laughs> 
And Ben and I know each other from rock climbing. Yep. Uh, so it's, I mean, would you agree that Chiang Mai is like such a small world when it comes to entrepreneurs? It is. It's, it's just so ma- There's so many digital nomads here. You just bump into all kinds of people that have all kinds of experience and, and they're all like-minded. They're all, uh, there's heaps of them doing online marketing. And now I know that's a very generic term, um, but there's so many different ways to go about that. But, and also just the, they're so friendly, so laid back. It's just a really cool place to be and hang out and meet people. So would that be the case back home in Adelaide? Uh, in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, there are, obviously there's online marketers everywhere, but it's nothing compared to here. And I mean, I moved out here four and a half years ago for the first time. Mm-hmm. And since then I've based myself here and I just travel the world from here and I keep coming back because I absolutely love it just because of the community and, and the lifestyle here. You know, that's, that's my plan as well. Uh, I kept thinking... I'm going to move on, I'm going to move on. So I never committed to an apartment. I didn't want to sign a lease. I was actually living out of a hotel for four months, renting a motorbike month to month. And my girlfriend, you know, who was probably the biggest one who wanted me to just to commit, <laughs> was like, you know, you keep, you know, why do you keep wasting money, you know, staying in a hotel? Why don't you just buy a motorbike and get an apartment? And it was that fear of that commitment. But... Now I realize I like Chiang Mai as a home base and that doesn't mean I can't travel still. So that's cool that you do that. Yeah, I mean, when I first got here, the original plan was three months and four and a half years later, I'm still here. Now during that time, I I travel a lot. So last year I went to South America for a couple months and uh, I've been to New Zealand for six months and I go back to Australia to visit family. Um, But I keep my apartment here now. Initially I didn't, I would just keep leaving, coming back, leaving, coming back. But now I just find it easier just to have an apartment just waiting for me, ready to go, um, more settled in. and yeah, so, just... so do you just leave that apartment empty when you're gone? Yeah. And what do you pay a month for that? Uh, I pay $370 a month. You can get a lot cheaper, but um, my room's decent size and I'm with my fiance as well. So I like to have a bit of space and I work from home quite a lot. So. Okay, that's cool. And that way you have the option of working from home and hanging out at home. And I'm, I'm assuming yeah. you have a kitchen. Yes. Is it a one bedroom or? Yeah, one bedroom, living room overlooking the mountain, small kitchen, which we hardly ever use because we buy all our meals, we get our laundry done, get the cleaner in. Um, it's a good lifestyle. Yeah, and you know what? 370 may seem super cheap for everyone listening at home. You know, like if you're in New York, yeah. you're paying 2000 for like a small crappy room or, you know, 3000 for the, probably the equivalent of, of what he's in. Uh, but when you're here, I mean, I pay half of that. I pay 200, well, not half, but I, I pay 210 uh, for my place. And you can definitely you can get cheaper than that people is this is ridiculous but people yell at me for spending too much i get yelled at all the time <laughs> yeah and i'm like man yeah like it's it's relative yeah you know i mean it really is relative like i used to i mean i wrote literally wrote a book about how to live cheap in thailand it's called 12 weeks in thailand the good life on the cheap and i you know bragged about having a place that was three thousand baht a month which is like 100 bucks a month yeah and it's livable mm-hmm. but if you have the choice and you have the, the income, like you get so much more value paying 200 bucks a month. You know, I mean, pay, like basically just paying a little bit more than, than what you would um, for like the, the cheapest possible uh, way to live. Okay. And like, so back in Australia, I mean, it, I'm sure, man, Australia is expensive. Yes. <laughs> what part of Australia are you from? Brisbane. Okay. Uh, I've only been to Sydney and Melbourne and I remember, man, everything is ridiculously expensive. It's almost like you guys are taking a piss. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's always a culture shock every time I go back to Australia. I'm like, you buy like a bottle of water here for like 30 cents 
um, I go back to Australia and it's like three, four dollars. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And it, like, I remember buying, uh, I think they were oranges in, in Melbourne. <laughs> and, I, and I thought the person was trying to rip me off because uh, there was no price listed. And, you know, they just kind of set a number. And it was like Melbourne, China, Chinatown. And I remember saying to them, like, haha, you know, this is at $9. And she looked at me like I was retarded because that's just the way <laughs> oranges are there. Yep. Uh, yeah, Australia is not cheap to live. It is a nice place, but for years I've been trying to find somewhere better than Chiang Mai, and there are some that come close, but Chiang Mai is still my favourite, so I keep coming back. Where in Australia? I mean, uh, South America were you? Uh, we travelled all over. So we went to Brazil, Argentina, Chile, um, Bolivia, Peru, uh, Colombia. I've heard a lot of good things about Bolivia. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the scenery is amazing, but it's quite a poor country. Um, the internet's really bad as well, and obviously I manage my whole online business yeah. via the internet, so that was a big downside to me. So that's not going to be the the uh, entrepreneur hub of 2015? I don't think <laughs> so, no. <laughs> Mind you, the main reason I wanted to go to South America was to check out Colombia, because yeah. I heard Medellin okay. was a, a digital nomad place, and a lot of internet marketers were living out there. Um, that was a really cool place. Okay. The only issue was um, I don't speak any Spanish yeah. and you really need to speak decent Spanish to live there well, um, which was the only th- reason why I didn't, um, I wouldn't actually live there. If I knew Spanish, then maybe. I was actually pretty close to go down to South America as well. Uh, my buddy Anton went to Argentina, my buddy Kurt went to Medellin yeah. and I originally really wanted to go, uh, but... I, I kind of just let them test the waters first. And I figured if they liked it and they stayed for a long time, I would kind of do the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they both came back to Chiang Mai, you know, Chiang Mai so I figured, you know, it, it's it's obviously just... A be- I mean, I, you don't regret going there, right? No, no, I loved it. I mean, I spent two months throughout South America okay. and I actually didn't do much work at all. I was just basically in, in maintenance mode, just making sure everything was still ticking over. I think that's a, a really like a, like a nice way to live life is when you're here you can sit down and really work hard and just plug away and then when you're back you know when you're traveling you can just maintenance mode yeah um, so yeah that's what we did but um, all that was possible because of um, online marketing and and specifically more so e-commerce so um, that's why I'm I'm a big fan of it and I think just going back to that um, what we've actually done is is actually launched our brands off. Amazon.com. Um, you can build your own stores as well, but the reason Amazon is a good launching platform is because they have so many buyers and so much traffic already there. So you just put your product up, do some good marketing to it, and uh, the sales come in, and then you can ex- focus on your own store. I definitely agree. I think Amazon is the the new eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we, the other day, I listened to an interview with with this this lady that she does. I think she's from some. All right, so she basically what she does, she goes to Target and Big Lots and these uh, different stores and buys whatever is on clearance and then sends it into Amazon to sell. Like, and she uses the fulfilled by Amazon service. Yeah. So they basically warehouse her stuff uh, and she sells and she makes she tries to make fifty percent uh, markup from things. So the idea of the way it works is she'll go to Target once a week, buy whatever's on clearance or buy whatever is buy one get one free, uh, and she'll scan it on her phone you know using like some you know some uh, bar you know bar scanner app uh, barcode app I guess and see what it's selling for on Amazon and as long as it's more expensive on Amazon she buys all of it and like <laughs> she'll just she'll drive around at four different targets and buy all of it 
package it, send it in, and then sell it. And at first, I was thinking, man, this is such a great business idea. This is awesome. And I, then I realized she's literally driving around, you know, probably like 30 miles in each direction to different targets, uh, buying these $10 items, you know, and then it's such a pain in the butt. And I think it's great for like a housewife or someone instead of couponing, but mm. for, I, I would not trade what we do, you know, for, for that. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a model that you can make a little bit of money from if you do it right. Um, but it's not something that I would personally want to do. Um, I would just rather build my own brands on Amazon and, and sell that. And because it's your own brand, you have you have a lot of um, option whether you want other people to sell your product. So we're the exclusive manufacturer for our brand. No one else can sell it. Now, we might change that in the future. Um, but for now, I mean, we're getting all the sales. That's which is a cool, cool thing. So like, so let's say with uh, Mark's product, the uh, it, so the brand is Wad Nation. Yeah. And so he can basically build that up. So right now he's starting with, with the jump rope and I know he's in the works of making other products as well. Yes. And eventually, you know, people will just start, I mean, they'll associate uh, CrossFit training gear with Wad Nation. Exactly. So then even if other people sell the stuff and they take a cut of it, um, they're helping him by building the brand. Yep. I mean, it depends. Like if you want to, once you, you're getting your initial sales rolling in, if you can do wholesale if you want and allow other people to sell that. You can move into retail stores. Um, it's it's a real brand that it's just like any other brand that's out there. You can sell it wherever you want. Just Amazon is a good launching platform for that. Now with CrossFit, um, I mean, a brand can be with anything. Like for us, we sell health supplements. And um, I mean, we started with our first product and then the next one that comes along, it's just like, You've already got that customer database. You try and find a, a product that matches your, your existing customers. So for, for CrossFit, obviously, another product would be another CrossFit um, item. Um, if you were going to start selling diapers, I mean, that's not, that's not smart for your <laughs> brand. Um. So I guess like, all right, So a question about the way Amazon uh, does it is, so if someone comes and buys one of your health supplements, do you get that person's email address and contact information? Okay, so the way it works is we get our supplements manufactured in the US, we send it to Amazon's fulfillment centers. So every time we make a sale, Amazon ship it out to our customers. Amazon send us money to the bank account every two weeks. And, um, and what they do is they give us their, uh, an encrypted Amazon email address, which is kind of useless, which is the biggest downside in my opinion. Um, but you get their name, you get their address, and you get their phone number. Okay. So um, the only thing you don't get is their real email address. So um, what I do recommend is in your product packaging and things like that, having inserts so you can start getting their real email address, maybe for a coupon code, maybe for a free bonus report, that kind of thing. So you can start building up building up your list of customers. So Amazon's the one that sends it out for you, but you can instruct them to include like a postcard in that box for you? Or how does that work? You need to be really careful how you do it. So technically, let's, let's say you're selling a supplement and you've just got the bottle. You can't tell Amazon, every time you ship out that bottle, put in this insert in the box. You can't do that. Amazon will not. Um, it's against their terms of service. But if you have a box around that supplement so, and the insert is inside your packaging, no matter what oh, your product... Oh, wow. If, if the insert is inside the packaging, then it's okay because it's considered as part of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the way you can do that. Um, you can't get them to to actually put an insert in the box just okay. before they send so, it. So, like, let's say you have a, like a standard size bottle, like a vitamin size bottle. Yeah. If you want to, if that had that box, does that cost a lot more to manufacture? 
It depends um, on the company you use, on the size of the box. If it's just a normal size supplement bottle, um, you'll normally have to buy like a, a minimum order quantity, uh, but it works out around 50 to 60 cents per box. Okay. And then, but then I'm thinking most people aren't really going to even look at that insert. You know, even fewer are going to actually follow that, you know, that link to, 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 to take that insert, go to a computer, type in their email and give it to you. So is it worth that 50 cents to, to get that email? We haven't actually implemented adding a box mm-hmm. um, just because we're using other strategies to get their email address. Um, but, I mean, of course, there's always going to be a percentage of people that will never, never do it. But it, it ultimately comes down to how can you add value to the product that they just purchased. And the more in, the more you can incentivize them to go to your website and enter in their details, the better. Like if you said, um, f- get 50% off your next purchase, that's pretty enticing, especially if they plan to buy, buy more in the future. Um, and you can just get creative and add value. You could even do a, a free report that basically shows them how to get the most out of their purchase. Um, that kind of thing. Just the more enticing you can make it, um, the more people that will actually go to your site and you'll get their email address. I like it. I mean, I'm assuming there's a million different ways to do this. I mean, you can even have um, a piece of paper inside the actual bottle that that would normally be where the ingredients or the warnings are and have that be a coupon. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can do a lot of different things. You can have it on the bottle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got their mailing address as well, so you could even do uh, physical mail. Um, It's totally up to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Amazon wouldn't like it if you emailed everyone who bought and then asked them to send it for your list. You, the way Amazon works is you get their encrypted email and you can only contact them through the Amazon system. Okay. And their rule is you're not supposed to include a link unless you get special, inf- unless you get special permission. So we've done that with some of our stuff, but we never send them to our website because we're just not allowed. Okay. Um, so we just get their email address outside. Um, Could you send them a link to like a free ebook or something? Yes. That's what we, how we're using it. So I like it. all of our customers get a, a free bonus report. We include that in the email. We send them and it directs straight to the ebook. There's okay. no opt-in, opt-in for it. But, but that's nice because in that ebook, then there could be different links to back to your sites and things like that. Yeah, you, you need to be careful with it. You need to get it approved by Amazon, but there are options for that. Okay. I like it. There's so many different ways to kind of play around this huge marketplace. And yes. I mean, how many customers does Amazon have? It's like millions or billions. Yeah. Of it's <laughs> insane. It's crazy. Um, I heard that, and I don't know what the actual statistics of this really are, but someone said out there that a third of the people looking to buy something online don't even go anywhere else. I mean, a third of the people, basically 30% of the traffic that goes online and buy something, they go straight to Amazon to search. And I think Amazon did a great job building it up, you know, with great customer service, you know, the best prices, great selection, all that stuff. Um, and things with like Prime, anyone that has Amazon Prime, they just go straight to Amazon Prime without even looking anywhere else. They figure they want free shipping. But here's a caveat, man. As a, as a customer, I've realized that uh, if you look, if you you know look for stuff that has just Prime, often it's a lot more expensive than a non-Prime item, even for the same item. Because they have to build in that shipping cost into it. So Amazon, I really believe that eventually, I don't know, they're, sm- they're a smart company, but I do believe that eventually they're not going to be the cheapest, but a lot of people will shop with them anyways just because they're convenient and they're, you know, they like the returns policy and all that stuff. And they're also quite trusted. It's, it's a leading brand. But yeah, I mean, I, for e-commerce, I've actually wanted to get into e-commerce for years now. 
and I used to do a lot of info marketing, I still do. Um, but the reason I didn't get into e-commerce earlier was just because of all the hassles of merchant accounts, accepting the payments, then fulfilling it. Um, I didn't, I wasn't really interested in that side of it. So that's why I, the reason I finally got into e-commerce was when I found out about fulfilled by Amazon. I just send my product to them, they ship it for me, I handle everything. So the so let's kind of get back to the beginning when the first time you sent a product to Amazon was that a big upfront cost for you? Like how much inventory did you purchase when you sent it to them? Uh, it depends on the supplier and the product, obviously. My first order was uh, about three and a half grand. So that's what I got started. I could have done it for a lot less. I could have done it for a lot more. Um, that's just what I felt comfortable at the time. And the reason I was comfortable putting that much, I mean, that might sound like a lot to some of you guys, um, is because I'd done the research and Amazon tells you exactly what's selling. Like I didn't just kind of guess at this and um, I did my market research. I could Amazon told me which products are popular, um, so I felt quite confident in that. So when you say uh, Amazon tells you what's popular, it, that's just like the sales rank, right? Right. So if something's ranked number three hundred thousand, mm -hmm. then it's it's not as well selling as something that's ranked you know ten thousand, right? Right. Okay. So uh, and so what you did was you looked at. A competitor's product and you're like you know what? i can make a better version of this uh and sell it next to them correct okay and i just looked at the the sales rank and i could see that it was selling decent i wasn't just one competitor i looked for multiple make sure they don't have too many reviews otherwise it's really really competitive and yeah just came up with a, a better formula um, a lot of people just use the same formula and, and put their own brand on it um, but i wanted to actually differentiate myself um, so we actually had a, some scientists come up with a formula for us and um, we worked with them to, to get that done. And yeah. That sounds complicated. I mean, like, where, <laughs> where do you hire a scientist? Yeah. Well, we we wanted to make sure we were different. So, and it's, and it's really helped with our marketing because we are different to other people. We can charge a premium price um, compared to our competitors. Like, we're one of the most expensive. Um, and and the, the reason we can do that is because we have quality marketing and our formula is unique. No one else has the same formula as us. And can they? So can someone else copy your formula, or is it patented? No, technically they could. Most people don't patent formulas just because you can change one tiny ingredient tiny thing, by the yeah. tiniest amount. I'll, it's I'll not even put worth a, it. A dash of cinnamon in mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, people don't really pat patent it. So um, and we've never even worried about it. Um, if it happens, we'll deal with it. But but because we've already launched the brand, we've already got a bunch of good reviews. Um, we're we're kind of the authority for that formula. So if someone came along and copied it, um, we we're still kind of we've got the good rankings, um, that kind of thing. So. And how long ago was this that you started? Um, I started just over a year ago. Okay. I, f I first went live just over a year ago. It took me a little while to get uh, get the formula and all that okay. sorted. Um, but yeah. I've been... So from okay, so from the day that you decided, hey, this is a good idea, to you basically making your first sale, how long was that process? Uh, I think it was around three months. Okay. And and it could have been quicker. Uh -huh. It was just that. Um, I had to set up a, a U.S. business account, and I'm not from the U.S., so that so if you're there's American a lot of ready. delays there. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's say for American listeners, you know, they're like, okay, I want to make the best vitamin C in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, realistically, I mean, why? Well, I, I don't do vitamin C. It's probably a terrible niche. <laughs> but <laughs> um, you know, so I don't think 
I personally want to do it just because I don't want to invest the, the money up front for it. But yeah. I do think it's a great idea to be able to, you know, basically use Amazon and not have to do, you know, as you said, you not have to set up your own shopping cart, not have to take your own products, not have to really do any of that stuff. Right. Um, and especially if someone has a fan base already like Mark did. Yeah. I mean, if you've got the fan base, it makes total sense to create a product in that niche, something that they'd be interested in. Um, as for supplements, the reason I like it is because you can seriously get started with supplements for $200. Like, you don't have to buy as many units as I did when I first started. I just wanted to do that because I was serious and I was I had the money to do it. Um, whereas, like, I know people that have started off with buying, like, 30 bottles. That's perfectly fine. You can get that quite cheap. The cool thing with supplements is, um, like, people keep buying them. And also the... The markups are huge. Like I have four hundred percent markup on my product. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Uh, so, aside from supplements, so I used to private label cologne, mm-hmm. and uh, it was kind of a similar process where I contacted a, you know, some company. I think it's called Your Brand Name Fragrances or something. Yep. And I used them because they had a really small uh, order minimum. It was less than hundred units. And basically, I told them what I wanted my cologne to smell like. I picked a bottle, I picked a label, and they sent it to me. And the reason why I stopped doing it is because it was such a pain in the butt to send liquid glass, you know, all around uh, to my customers. But if you know, filled by Amazon was around by then, back then, maybe I would have done that. Yeah. And maybe I could still do that now. Yeah, I mean, if you can, if you, you've already, it sounds like you've already found the supply, done the hard work, done the label. Um, so yeah, there's no reason why you couldn't just whack it on Amazon, get them to fulfill it for you. Well, I guess the, so the downside to that would be, uh, so let's say it's my own brand of cologne. Let's say it's, it's Johnny Cologne, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you smell like Johnny.com, right? <laughs> and uh, how would I even begin marketing that? Well, for one, you need to make sure you, like when you put it up on Amazon, you create what they call a product detail page. And that needs to have really excellent um, product images so it looks high-end, um, com- like as good as your competitors or better. Uh, if you've just got this really dodgy kind of photo you've taken with your camera <laughs> that's like really bad, um, that's not good. Um, then it just comes down to good copy on your um, product description details, um, just enticing them why they should buy it, and, and reviews. You want to get some good reviews uh, from, from your customers on Amazon and kind of focus on that as well. And then it's all about... Um, trying to get your rankings on Amazon and also driving external traffic to your Amazon page. Okay, so before we get to external traffic, so within Amazon itself, I, if I, if I, let's say I did all that. I had great photos. I had a couple, you know, my, my good friends write nice reviews. I had a good copy. Would people even find that, that product? Like, let's say they're searching for, no one's going to type in, like, men's cologne. You know, they're going to type in, like, polo sport, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if anyone actually wears polo sport anymore besides me, but <laughs> <laughs> if they did... Like, how would I pop up? How would my product pop up? You'll be really surprised at how people find you. A lot of the time, like, when we first started, we were making sales and I didn't even know how. Like, we were doing no marketing. Um, they were just finding us somehow. I couldn't even tell you how. Um, so, I mean, you obviously you want to start targeting certain keywords and you can do paid ads within Amazon um, and just doing external traffic to your, to your page. And once you start getting some good conversions um, on your Amazon page then that will help with your rankings. And when you, as you get more reviews, that'll help as well um, within Inside Amazon. Okay, so if I, by paid, paid ads, do you mean like like Google AdWords and things like that? It's like Amazon has its own um, paid advertising platform in there that you can use. So it's kind of like Google AdWords, but wow, within really? Amazon. Wow, yep. really? So I can, can I target like Polo Sport or would I have to target Men's Cologne? 
Uh, you might be able to target both. I'm not sure because, I mean, that might be a, a trademarked keyword that you might not be able to use. Um, so don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah, you've got you've got that option. That's pretty cool. I, I had no idea that there, there was all this you know out there. Yep. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and you're able to do all this without physically seeing that product. Correct. I mean, I sold 800 bottles before I ever saw the product in, wow. my, in my hand. Um, like I, yeah. It just, I knew the scientists had come up with it. I'd seen photos of it. I've got all that checked. Um, and it was all done in an FDA, la FDA approved lab and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't need to see it. Um, but yeah, after a while, cause I'm, I'm in Thailand, I can't just ship it to myself. Mm -hmm. So there was a little bit of hassles in that. And I didn't really care about seeing it that much until I got to a point. I'm like, okay, I should really see this thing. <laughs> um, so I finally got it shipped to me. Uh, took a little bit of, uh, it took a little while, but we got it and yeah. I mean, that's a, such an insane story if you think <laughs> about it. Um, but I'm not that surprised because I, I know plenty of people who sell stuff that they've never seen. Uh, I mean, I sell a lot of product and I've used a lot of it because, you know, it used to be a hobby of mine. Uh, and that's why I got to that niche because I, I actually kind of knew something about it. Um, but the majority of the, you know, of the, the products within that niche I sell, I've, I've never seen before. And they're big items. I mean, they're like some of these are heavy items and they're shipped directly from the manufacturer to the customer. The customer will send me an email saying how much they love it. And I get satisfaction in knowing that they bought something and it's a physical unit that they can use. You know, I really get joy out of that. I mean, do you, do you feel like there's more joy in selling supplements where people can actually use them and you know, it's a, it's like a good quality you know, supplement that, you know, you actually had a scientist formulate and versus it, like a digital info product. Yeah, I actually get a lot more satisfaction from selling physical products. And I think that's also because it's my own brand that I've kind of created. Um, but I mean, physical products are a lot easier to sell, in my opinion, these days than information products. Now you can do really well with information products and, and we have, um, but I, I don't know, I just really like, I think e-commerce is where it's at. Like it's still really early days. Now's the time to get in. Um, I absolutely love e-commerce. You know, a lot of people worry that it's, you know, it's too saturated now that so many people, because e-commerce is really the buzzword of the year. Yeah. Everyone's talking about drop shipping. Everyone's talking about e-commerce. You know, now everyone's going to be talking about FBA fulfilled by Amazon. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's still room out there for that or is it is it saturated? I think there's definitely room. I don't think it's saturated at all. There's, so, there's millions of different products out there. Um, you just need to get creative and, and, and go with it. Just um, going back before when we were talking about not even seeing the product, um, it's different if, it, if you're just getting it sent from the manufacturer, but if you're actually manufacturing your own product, and then I highly recommend you do look at it like because um, you want to make sure you've got quality quality stuff there's no defects and especially if you're getting it in China you should always have someone look over it properly and that kind of thing um, I would never order something from China with my own brand label on it and never look at it um, just yeah that's just asking for trouble yeah. I think <laughs> yeah and some I know people that have done that and they it's really um, they've really suffered from it because they didn't kind of take that extra step to, to look at it and check it properly. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it is your brand reputation. I mean, in the beginning, you, you either build, you know, like let's say your brand gets terrible reviews right from the start, you're going to have to start over. <laughs> it's hard to recover from that. Um, so you're best off, like if you are gonna if you are going to create your own brand, um, then make sure you, you check it out. Like I, for supplements, it's a bit different because even if I look at it, I don't, like as long as it's made in an FDA lab, 
and it, and we get third party testing done as well to make sure. So that's kind of the quality check. I don't physically need to see the bottle to know it's good. Yeah, because it's not um, like you can look at the bottle and be like, no, this is yeah. this is off, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got photos, of course. Um, but if it was a different product, then definitely I would want to see it, check it out, um, and even hire a company to, to look at it for me on my behalf and send me all the details. It just depends. Okay, definitely. Like, so if people are thinking of niches, you know, and, you know, so let's say they want to think of, about something that's not supplements, but they're thinking, yeah. like, what else would this work with? It can work with absolutely anything. I mean, you've got, you just if you just go to Amazon and look at the top 100 bestsellers of every category, those products are selling hundreds per day. You know, let's do this live. All right, I'm going to go on Amazon, you know, just out of curiosity. I, I, I want to see, you know, I'm going to take a look, I'm going to take a look at a category. We're going to take a look at the top 100 and then we're just going to brainstorm just kind of on the spot. Um and and cuz I th- I really feel like a lot of people there's two there's two ways of thinking. One is you know that there's not enough ideas out there. There's not enough niches out there. And then the other way of thinking is there's literally like unlimited amount. Uh by the way the uh new Amazon Fire Phone just came out. Have you heard about that? you go to google and just type amazon bestseller okay that's usually the best way to find it easy should probably just spell seller right <laughs> uh i haven't watched this video yet for the the new amazon phone but i'm really excited about that uh, amazon best seller and we're actually in the <clears throat> podcast room at uh coffee monster so the internet's a bit slow back here so hopefully we can connect um but Okay, so while we're waiting for this load, um, when you first had your, your product live, how many sales did you make that first month, and, and what are you kind of selling now? Um, our first month, we did a lot of promotions, um, and we made about 300 sales our first month. Okay, nice. And how, like, where did those sales come from? Uh, a lot of them were uh, coupon, coupon deals. So we did a, a big promotion where we would... Um, just kind of give a, a big discount on our product just to get initial customers through the door, work on those reviews um, and do that kind of thing. And that's something that we haven't done much recently. Now it's more organic Amazon stuff. Um, and, and we do a lot of other promotions like create videos, press releases, paid ads. Um, that's a big one. It depends on the product. Like paid advertising can be absolutely huge for some products. Like it's insane. And you're telling me that <clears throat> Amazon now has their own paid advertising within Amazon. Yes. And how does that work? So basically, when you when you're selling on Amazon, you can um, you get what they call a seller central account, um, which is where you manage your Amazon stuff, your Amazon listing, your inventory, that kind of thing. And in there, there's a section where you can set up paid campaigns um, to have your product appear for certain keywords. So if you go to Amazon and do a search for anything, if you scroll oh, now on the right hand side, they've just changed it. You can see ads um, at the very bottom. Um, you can see ads ads as well. And a lot of people don't realize that. They, they don't realize that there are ads within Amazon. I actually advertise in Amazon for my some of, some of my niche stores, where the way that it looks from Amazon is if you scroll down past the product, they will show you ads that look like it's still in Amazon, but it says uh, also available from these sellers. Yep. And if you click it, it actually goes to my website and you buy it from me. And what Amazon gets out of it is they get you know, like 80 cents a click or something. It's, it's actually pretty expensive uh, through Amazon, uh, but it converts very high because people go on Amazon to buy stuff. Right. So we, so we're looking at the best sellers uh, categories right now. Um, which category should we, should we take a look at? What would be an easy one? 
Uh, let's do something like kitchen and dining. Okay. So we're going to go to kitchen and dining. So we all we did was we Googled Amazon bestsellers, clicked on the kitchen and dining, and now we see some products. So what would you, like, how would you look through this and, and decide what to sell? I tend to stick away from, uh, stay away from anything to do with electronics just because that's an extra element of things that could go wrong. Um, and something that's small and light. Um, okay. So Any specific price points? Price points, it, it really depends. Um, it can be a minimum, I would say, like $12, um, just because you're going to have to pay Amazon fees, you're going to have to pay for the product, and you want to make some decent profit at the end of the day. Um, but as for the like the, the most expensive, it can really be anything, um, but really the higher price point, usually you'll have to pay more per unit, um, which really brings up your upfront costs. So typically like $12, um, even up to like 40 or 50 dollars something around that price point seems to be kind of the sweet spot okay um, so we take a look at it now i have no idea what to do next yeah so if you have a look here you've got um so you've got water filters here yeah um so this looks they're small i don't know how heavy they are um but i imagine they're they're quite small and you can see there's a this is britta yeah um that's something that looks you could easily it looks like you could easily just put your your logo right on there your brand name and start selling a very similar item. Okay, so even though they're established brand name, you can make a your own version of it. You can call it the 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 Rita filter. <laughs> yeah, uh, you just need to be careful. Like if they've got any like patents or anything on that kind of technology that but, they're yeah. using. But how would you even contact a uh, so so they're like charcoal water filters? How would you even contact a manufacturer for that? Go to Google and start searching for a supplier for that item. Oh, okay. So it's a water filter. So go to Google and water filter supplier. Oh wow. Okay. So is that and just scroll really through the pages. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not probably not going to be on the first page of Google. Um, what's this? This is a blender shaker, is it? Yeah, it's a protein shaker called Blender Bottle. Yep. So that's another one. I mean, that's light. Easily, you can um, replace the label, um, put your own brand on there, um, and you just keep scrolling through like. It's going to tell you the top 100. So you've got a spatula here. How easy would a spatula be? I mean, light, small, um, and it's the 17th best-selling product in this category. So they're selling hundreds per day. And so if you, I mean, when you say search on Google, do you mean, do you mean finding sites like Alibaba? and these? Yeah, Alibaba's a good one. Um, and, and then just doing Google searches for independent companies as well. Um, but Alibaba's definitely a good place to start as well. It just depends on the product. Some are easier to find than others. Okay, so we're not going to do like the the blender because that's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, but so that's electronic as well. So you can see um, some ice ball molds. Mm -hmm. So basically, the, like you can make circular um, ice balls, and this twenty seventh at the moment it's ranked number twenty seven best selling. And you know the nice thing about these like these ice ball you know ice molds or you know number twenty eight is going to be like ice pop molds. Is nobody really cares what the brand is. Mm. Uh, so people just want, I mean, they need, when they're shopping for this, they want something that can make popsicles. Yep. <laughs> they want a mold that can make popsicles. And me as a consumer, I wouldn't really care what brand I bought. I would probably just buy the one that had better photos, that was cheaper, that looked nicer. So I, I mean, and... Or there was something unique about it that made it better than the others available. Hmm. I like it. So we're looking at Norpro Ice Pop Maker. <laughs> and I mean, all it is, is a mold to make, uh, to make ice pops. And it's made of BPA-free plastic, you know, transforms juice <laughs> into ice. Uh, I mean, what? here's the crazy thing about, about Amazon that, or e-commerce in general, that this is why I know 100% there's a lot of money to be made 
is this manufacturer, Norpro, they might be great at manufacturing and kind of the back end stuff, but they're not internet marketers. Mm. Just like when you look at Mark's page for his, his uh, jump rope, that, that page isn't just a standard description. Like every other jump rope, it just has some bullet points. Imported, made a BPA free, durable plastic, create and fund healthy treats anytime. Makes 10 three ounce treats. Uh, this is the popsicle, not the uh, <laughs> jump rope, by the yeah. way. But with, you know, with um, Mark's product, it's a sales page. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it gives you like a benefit and a feature and an emotional high and like a guarantee. And it's like a long sales page. And I'm willing to bet if this ice pot maker decided to actually take the time, hire a copywriter, make a nice sales page, he'd be selling a lot more even. Uh, so if, but they're not going to do that because they're a manufacturer of freaking you know, ice pop molds. Yeah. But me as, you know, a person who actually studies this stuff, I can make that same ice pop mold, but have a really compelling, uh, you know, copy on it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And there's so many products like, just like this one that, that are out there. I mean, it's just endless. I mean, there's so many things you can do, which is why I say it's not saturated. I mean, you want a little bit of competition because that proves it's selling. Um, but I mean, look, there's just so many ideas out there. I mean, they're charging $17 for this, and I bet you they get that for like $2 in China. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the crazy thing is you can find, if you can find the manufacturer of, in the China, like the Chinese maker of these ice pop molds, they'll probably just sell you this, the same thing, but with your name on it. Yeah, that's, that's their business. Their business is to sell to people who want to um, create their own brands or sell it. You know, so if you asked me five years ago before I got in, into any of this, and you asked me, you know, even, I mean, because this, now it seems very simple. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I can go on Alibaba or I just do a Google search, look for ice pot maker mold, uh, find a plastic manufacturer in China, uh, and, you know, have them send over a container of, of these pot makers uh, with my my logo stamped on it. Mm-hmm. I could send it to Amazon where they, you know, their warehouse, they fulfill it. I can drive some paid ads to it. And now I have a brand. I have a, yep. a company, you know, I'm the next Pyrex or whatever the next big, you know, company is. But five years, years ago, if you asked me to do that, I would have said, that's impossible. There's yep. no way that, you know, me as a, as a random dude could, you know, have a, a, a physical product, you know, in a store. Like, I would go to Walmart or Target and I would look at these, you know, these, these products and I would just assume... This is something that a huge corporation does. Yeah. And it's not something that some guy sitting in shorts and, you know, flip-flops can do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, of course it's a learning curve. Of course it's a, it, it's a step-by-step kind of thing. You go through stages. But, I mean, you don't need to be selling in Walmart to be making a, a, a lot of money from, from the products. You can just, I mean, you can just put it on Amazon and make a ton. You could just even start with your own little website and do a, a, a bunch as well. Um, it, it just kind of it just depends what you feel comfortable with and I mean a lot of people just the easier way to start is just doing someone else's product first doing an e-commerce store kind of like what, what you've already done um, and get comfortable doing that and then you can you can kind of move to the next step and go alright well I feel comfortable now I know I can sell some physical products let's look at um, creating the own, my own brand uh, yeah I, I like that a lot and you know it I'm so excited to sit down with you and talk to you today because that has been on my mind. That's what's been kind of burning a hole in the back of my mind uh, for this almost this last year because I know that eventually I want to build a brand that I can just announce to the world and tell you know all my friends like, hey, you know, buy my my ice you know my ice 
pop maker. Yeah. <laughs> and because I don't know, it would just it would, it would just be something that I'd be super proud of. Yeah, you know? I mean that's what I like about it too. For years, I would people go, "What do you actually do? You just like travel the world all the time and just." And I, a lot of the time, I try and explain, but in the end, I just say internet marketing, which is. I mean, it's so much more than that, especially now that I sell physical products. I can say I sell, I manufacture a physical product in the US and sell it, um, which is very different to just saying, oh, I do a bit of online marketing or I sell an ebook or um, it's just, it's kind of cool to be selling physical products. I definitely think so. And, but I'm sure that, you know, those years of online marketing have helped. Definitely. You know, and I really, I really feel like, so anyone out there right now that is either, you know, currently doing some kind of online product, whether it's, you know, affiliates or copywriting or, I don't know, like just whatever internet marketing stuff there is out there. <laughs> uh, use that skill set and use that to build your own brand instead of promoting someone else's stuff. Uh, and if you're just looking to get started, I also think e-commerce is a great way to get into it. Yeah. Uh, especially if you do something like dropshipping where there's no real upfront cost or if you... Uh, go Ben's route and do a, a product through Amazon where you don't have to, you know, warehouse anything. And especially if you can find something that's a small run. So something that's, you know, a hundred units or less, mm. a few thousand dollars or less, um, you know, give, give that a shot. Yeah. I like it. Anything else to leave our listeners with before we end today? Come out to Chiang Mai. <laughs> it's a cool place to be. And, uh, as for e-commerce, I really do think it's still early stages, um, and there's just so much potential there, and I, I really do think that people, it is something to focus on. Yeah, and I definitely agree. I mean, e commerce is the reason why I'm sitting here today, uh, especially physically sitting at this coffee shop today instead of at a job working. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you read my blog, I, I've been, you know, I've been done with work by like 11 a.m. every day, because <laughs> <laughs> there's not that much more to do. So I get to go and basically just mess around, uh, you know hang out talk to people and do do this podcast um and one thing that's really helped grow this podcast is everyone that's been leaving itunes reviews so the reason why it's so important isn't just you know because i like i actually i do like seeing that people enjoy podcasts but mainly it's because the more five-star reviews you leave on itunes the more it shows up uh, to other new listeners it'll show up under their recommended or their their new and noteworthy things like that so for the people that spent the time to open the clunky iTunes app, uh, search for Travel Like a Boss, you know, subscribe and then click uh, reviews and ratings and then click write a review. I know it's a long process, but I really appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, especially these last couple guys, I'm just gonna give you a quick shout out. We have uh, Jens and Drew. Uh, he says, this podcast is awesome. Not only does Johnny give tips and advice to becoming a successful entrepreneur, he also gives great tips and advice on travel and a variety of other things. Not to mention some good stories. Highly recommended. Five stars. Uh, from the Money Free, I want to give you a shout out as well. Um, and we have The Dude Is Not In. We have JK Cron. Thank you guys so much. Keep in touch. Travel Like a Boss Podcast.com. And Ben, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.